Could the solution to the Islanders' need for a puck-moving defenseman involve bringing back an old friend? We've got that and a lot more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe. We're available on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so you can get the latest episodes as soon as they drop. And we are now also available on SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search for Locked On Islanders. Lots to get to on today's episode. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future show, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter. I'm at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. And I'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news notes and happenings throughout a busy offseason. Whether it's hirings, firings, trade rumors, free agency, or the draft, we'll have it all for you right here on Locked on Islanders. So, I'm always looking around the uh, internet, keeping up with the latest hockey news and Islanders news and what have you. And The Athletic recently released its list of the top players who might be available in a trade this offseason. And so they list their top 30, and then there's a list that says, Others We're Watching. And yeah, there's some names. Josh Bailey, one of the others that they're watching. And that that list, the others we're watching, is alphabetical. So it starts with Bailey and goes all the way down to Kyler Yamamoto. But one name that caught my eye on this Others We're Watching, who, you know, players who could be traded this offseason? Devon Taves, former New York Islanders defenseman. And look, Taves has been really, really good for the Colorado Rockies since the Islanders were forced to trade him more or less due to salary cap issues. And he's been with Colorado now for the last three seasons. His best year uh, statistically, by far, 2021-2022, when in only 66 games, 
He scored a career-high 13 goals, a career-high 57 points, and was a plus 52 and ends up winning uh, a Stanley Cup ring for the Colorado Avalanche. This year, played in all 80 games, goals down to 7, 43 assists, so still a 50-point season, and he was a plus 39. And again, you got to remember that the uh, Avalanche certainly, uh, you know, due to injuries and a number of other factors, not as strong of a team as they were, you know, the previous season when they won the Stanley Cup. And I'm, I'm thinking about the fact that Taves, if, if Colorado is willing to trade him, there are just so many positive reasons why it would make sense to bring him back. First of all, Devon Taves is only 29 years old. He is right now in the prime of his career, and he certainly has, uh, let's say, at least three or four more years before you even start to think, oh, you know, maybe he'll slow down. He, right now, uh, according to Cap Friendly, has a cap hit of just over $4 million. And that's not cheap. But when you consider that Scott Mayfield would probably cost you 3 to $3.5 million to trade for Devon Taves, who has one year left on that contract, certainly is not super expensive. And if you either trade, if you trade Josh Bailey, You've cleared all $5 million of his salary off the cap. You can certainly sign Devon Taves or add Devon Taves to finish out the last year of his current contract. And the fact that he is, you know, a one-year left-on-his-contract kind of guy may reduce the price and, you know, the avalanche, if they're willing to part with Devon Taves, it certainly would benefit the Islanders. And why, you know, what other reasons would you want to add Devon Taves? Well, let's start with this. Taves sure as heck knows the Islanders' system. He played two seasons with the Islanders under Barry Trotz. And don't underestimate that. Uh, Lane Lambert, yeah, he tweaked the Trotz system a little bit, made it a little bit more uh, reasonable or, or gave the defenseman a few more opportunities to try to get involved in the offense. But you know what? Guess what? That only plays into Devon Taves' strengths. Taves is also a player who is good on the power play. Devon Taves has scored, you know, a, a few power play goals, but the bigger thing is power play assists. He had 10 assists with the man advantage in 2021-2022, had six power play assists last year, and again on the Avalanche, he's more of a second-team guy on the Islanders. Uh, I mean, you give me a choice as to, you know, who I would want quarterbacking my power play, Noah Dobson or Devon Taves. I, I think, you know, most scouts, coaches, fans, players would say, yeah, Devon Taves, better choice to quarterback my power play than right now, uh, at least, Noah Dobson is. 
And he knows the system, he knows the players, and he'll give you minutes. The last three seasons with the Avalanche, average ice time per game for Devon Taves, 24-46, He is not afraid to get uh, physical, even though that's not his game. He had 93 hits this year in 80 games, so a little more than one hit a game. Blocked a career high of 138 shots. And, you know, isn't afraid to attempt shots. He attempted 309 shots, which is three and a half shots per game uh, and 165 of them. So more than half of his shot attempts getting on goal. This brings you back. And can you imagine Taves, uh, you know, who is a left shot uh teamed with Ryan Pollock and then you you can certainly you know break down some of your other combinations Pellick, Dobson, Romanov and either you know whoever else you add or Aho if he's willing to play the opposite side there are other possibilities out there okay but to me Taves at 4 a little more than $4 million a year for one year with the chance to possibly re-sign him. Uh, I would do it in a heartbeat. Again, what will the Avalanche ask for? Uh, That's a, a, a different question, and it's a little hard to say at this point, but would I give up a, you know, a, a second round pick next year? For Devon Taves, yeah, I might. Uh, would I give up, you know, a younger play? Would I give up a Simon Holmstrom or, uh, you know, throw in Josh Bailey or, you know, different ways to do this? But I, I, I think that it would not be ridiculous for the Islanders and for Lou Lamorello to at least pursue the idea of bringing back uh a player like Devon Taves, whose skill set certainly would fit in with what the Islanders need, who is a good teammate, and who really, you know, would fit in well. Okay, ideally, I'd rather he be a right-handed shot than a left-handed shot, but boy, am I quibbling at that point, and I think it would be a really good move for the New York Islanders if, they can pull it off. All right, we've got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. There was a, a a survey of arenas around the league, and guess guess where the UBS arena came up? We'll talk about that. We'll also review Casey Sezikis' season and a whole lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Attention active individuals, are you tired of sacrificing comfort for style when it comes to your active wear? Well, I'm introducing Bird Dogs, the game changer in athletic shorts. They're premium shorts designed for maximum performance combined with unparalleled comfort and with their unique 
built-in liner. These shorts offer ultimate support and flexibility, ensuring that you stay comfortable during even the most intense workouts. And here's the best part. Bird dogs are more than just workout gear. You could take them from the gym to the street without skipping a beat, and they actually have pockets that really work. Bird dogs are made with premium breathable fabric, keeps you cool and dry throughout your activities. It's perfect for the trails, the gym, or simply lounging around. Order your pair of bird dogs today and join thousands of satisfied customers who have made this switch. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL, enter promo code LockedOnNHL. You'll get a free custom bird dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. Bird dogs where style meets comfort, performance meets perfection. Get yours now and unleash your true potential. So there was a, a new survey out, and, you know, I, I got to say, this one's kind of annoying because they went out and CanadaSportsBetting.com made a study, and they ranked arenas from the best in the league to the worst in the league. And guess what? The UBS Arena, the beautiful new home of the New York Islanders, 32nd, dead last in the rankings. And look, I I, got to say, I'm not buying this for a minute. I am not believing that that's where UBS Arena belongs. But here's the thing about the rankings. The way they brought, you know, broke it down and the criteria that they put together, uh, it's a little more understandable when it comes to why UBS Arena ranks so low. And I'm not agreeing with it, but it's based on the criteria that they put forth. For example, they compared the average price of beer by the ounce, so one ounce of beer, how close the arena is to public transit, how close it is to external restaurants, and then the availability of dedicated on-site parking. Well, guess what? Beer at the UBS Arena, while you got a lot of great choices, not very cheap. Public transit, still kind of uh, getting there. I mean, the LIRR now does go both ways, so that's at least close. Shouldn't be a bad grade for that. Is there a restaurant that's really walking distance from UBS Arena where if you park your car uh, and in, in the arena parking lot and then want to go walk to get a quick bite, you know, there's really nothing around UBS Arena that is walking distance uh, that really would recommend itself as, as, a, as a great hangout. Now, if I'm wrong, uh, I've only been to a handful of games this year at the arena as I gradually returned uh, post-COVID to the land of the living because I, I do have immunocompromised issues and, and need to take care of myself and be a little extra cautious. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know of any restaurants out there that... Uh, or walking distance from the arena, and then on-site parking. Well, we all know you got to take the shuttle bus from the parking lot to get to the arena, and it's, 
you know, if it's really cold or really raining or snowing, that's a, a whole different uh, kind of a situation. So, overall, while UBS Arena is great with the sight lines, you can hear the noise, you, you certainly have uh, lots of great options for food and drink, but not cheap. Uh, you know, I understand why the ranking was low, but I don't necessarily agree with it. If you're curious, uh, Madison Square Garden was 27th out of 32 arenas in the league. They didn't fare much better. Probably a lot of that had to do with parking and the prices of things. And then number one, Ball Arena, the Avalanche's home, that ended up in the top spot. Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, home of the Red Wings, was second. And then the Blue Jackets' home, Nationwide Arena, was third. But, you know, you, you first see the results of this survey, and you're like, are you kidding me? How could UBS Arena, brand new, be dead last? It's really based on these flawed criteria that doesn't take the entire fan experience into consideration. And I'll say this. I have been to uh, two games this year at UBS Arena. I was impressed. I was pleased. Would I prefer a more central location on Long Island? Yeah, I would. But that ship has sailed, obviously. The sight lines are great. The atmosphere was really good. So many bathrooms, so many things. I am happy with the UBS Arena and... Quite honestly, based on what was set up, CanadaSportsBetting.com, you can put it any way you want it. I will be very happy with the UBS arena. And it's ironic, you know, you think about this. For years, the New York Islanders fans had to defend uh, the old barn, the Nassau Coliseum, because it had great sight lines and the location was great. I bet you Nassau Coliseum would have scored higher than UBS Arena on this list, and that tells me how flawed the criteria they set up really is. Because, I mean, the beer would have been cheaper at UBS. The parking certainly would have been better. They would have, you know, done very poorly with uh, mass transit. But every other category, the the mausoleum or the, the, the old barn... The, probably would have done a little better. There were external restaurants you could walk to. There was on-site parking that literally put you a few feet from the door. You could tailgate, all of those things. So I, I, I think that the criteria were flawed. You're not taking into consideration the price of tickets. You're not taking into consideration the sight lines, the atmosphere of the game, the comfort of the seats, the bathroom availability, the number of, of different restaurants in the arena. So, again, uh, the, the survey is flawed, but I'm tired of seeing this New York Islanders team get no respect, no matter what they try to do uh, from the national, and in this case, the international media. So, uh, I'm not buying it. I understand, based on these ratings, why it ended up where it was, but like I said, UBS Arena, I'll take it any day over a lot of other uh, venues, and I'm proud of Long Island's new home for hockey. So, 
to you, <laughs> to CanadaSportsBetting.com, and I, I, I say that with a smile on my face. All right, we have got a lot more to get to. We continue our player-by-player look at this Islanders roster with a look at Casey Sezikis. Did he meet expectations this season? And what is his expected role next year? We've got that, plus our Islanders' birthday of the day. All that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors for a championship team. It's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. Well, it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you could be sure every part fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, You'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So we continue our player-by-player look at the Islanders roster. Today, we look at center Casey Sezikis. Sezikis uh, had a, a little bit of a maybe disappointing season from an offensive standpoint as far as goals were concerned, but did pretty darn well in uh, assists and I think had a, a, a solid overall season. He played in 81 games, had six goals, 21 points. That's his highest point total since his career-best 2018-2019 season when he scored 20 goals and had 33 points. He was an even plus-minus. And here's the thing you get with Casey Sezikis. It's not just about the offense. Casey Sezikis is a leader. He is a, a great penalty killer. And... He is also, uh, he had two shorthanded assists this year. He is great on faceoffs, 53.4%. And he is a, a dodged four checker. He'll get physical and play well in that respect. And just overall helps set the tone for the New York Islanders. And, you know, he has at times moved up and played the wing when needed. Uh, You know, when injuries hit on the wing, Sezikis ready, willing, and able to step up and do that. He can play on your third line if necessary, probably only short term, but he's perfectly capable of doing it. And he just is a very good team player. Averaged 14 minutes, 32 seconds of ice time per game this year. And again, 188 hits. That was a new career high. Blocked 58 shots, his best number since 2018-2019. I am a big fan of Casey Sezikis. He is 32 years old right now. We'll turn 33 next February. I think He, you know, still has a little bit more time 
left before you have to start worrying about his future. Now, he has a $2.5 million cap hit this coming season. The problem, after that, three more years. So he is signed with the Islanders through the 2026-2027 season. And, you know, that that's when he starts to get a little longer in the tooth. He turns 33 next season. Uh, so he'll be 36 uh, when the contract ends. And again, Zeke, not a guy who relies on his speed, but will that physical style of play that he gives you start to wear him down? I foresee that Casey Zizekas is likely to be back with the New York Islanders this coming season, probably going to be in that same kind of a role, fourth-line center, filling on the wing, one of your top penalty-killing pairs, and just able to get that job done. The, do the little thankless things that don't always get recognized in a box score or for fans who only watch highlights but that make a big difference toward winning hockey games. So Casey Sezekis, uh continuing to be a great Islander and a, a real team player. So hopefully he'll continue to be able to do that next season. Now it's time for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And uh, we're a day early on this. But Friday will be the 26th birthday of Islanders forward Matthew Barzal. First round pick back in 2015, the 16th overall pick, <clears throat> had some really good seasons in juniors with the Seattle Thunderbirds, big assists. I mean, think about his last year in junior, 69 assists in 41 games. His career high in goals scored still remains his rookie year of 2017-2018 when he potted 22 goals and had 85 points. 14 goals, 51 points in 58 games this year. Yeah, that would put him over an 82-game schedule of somewhere around 70 points, probably 68, 70, something in that range. Two goals in the playoffs, and obviously his late-season injury had an effect on the Islanders, although they did well down the stretch, but boy, they could have used him at full strength in the playoffs. As for Barzi's best game, and we know his skating ability is his biggest thing, well, how about April 1st, 2021 at the Nassau Coliseum? Uh, 1,400 fans allowed in as the COVID uh, restrictions started to lift, but as the Washington Capitals came into town, Matthew Barzal had a career game. He scored a hat trick, all the goals coming at even strength, and added two assists, had eight shots on goal to pace the Islanders. Basically, the Islanders had 33 shots on goal, and Barzi had eight of them. Uh, there were times this year where, yeah, that would probably be three or four games worth of shots, maybe even five or six. But uh, an outstanding game for Matthew Barzal. A five-point night, including the hat trick, as the Islanders crushed the Capitals by a score of 8-4. to four. So we're a day early, but Matthew Barzal 
is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Every dayers, tomorrow on the show, we continue our player-by-player look at the Islanders roster with goalie Ilya Sorokin. So you won't want to miss that. And by the way, I want to just take a brief minute. We did just go over 1,000 subscribers on YouTube And I want to thank each and every one of you for that. It is a pleasure bringing you this show and the fact that so many people appreciate it and subscribe and watch and listen uh, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, greatly appreciated. So thank you to all the Locked On Islanders viewers and listeners out there and to my everydayers. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islander.